0: In business, a company's growth potential is defined by an organization's future ability to generate larger profits, expand its workforce, and increase production. Daniel Curtis describes himself as a lifelong autodidact who thrives in high pressure and complex situations. He excels at transforming businesses to help them reach their maximum level of potential, building international teams rapidly, prototyping solutions, and building complex systems simply yet eloquently. He says he's constantly seeking ways to apply his knowledge to improve the environment around him. He enjoys teaching, mentoring and educating those around him. He's the chief technology officer at Enroll ML where they utilize data science activity direction engine make post secondary enrollment seems better at what they do every day. Curtis joined me this week to have a conversation about technology, building teams, optimizing productivity, and so much more. I'm Kevin McShane. Let's have this conversation. you to the program, my friend, and I'm super excited to learn all about your journey in entrepreneurship. Great to uh, see you uh, today, buddy, and happy uh, Wisconsin Saturday.
1: Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. Yeah, it's a nice day here in Wisconsin, and it's a great time to have a conversation. So thanks for having oh, me.
0: Yeah, there's never a bad time to have a quality conversation there, Daniel. And then tell me that you're a lifelong I know that, but I love solving sort of complex problems and coming up with solutions. So I'm wondering if you can tell me all
1: about. It. Sure. So it, it, it's hard to summarize um, if if you don't have a little context, right? When I was younger, I just kind of looked. I, I've I've always looked at the world as something that as opportunity, as potential, right? So I I don't see it for for always what it is. Uh, maybe the more concrete element and. What I found was that I could pursue uh, a great number of things. I had a, a lot of curiosity in things and I was just, I, I, I wanted to learn as much as I could from the youngest age. And uh, it, it took me a long time to realize that that wasn't the same for everybody and that my ability to learn things might be a little bit different than the average person. So I, it, and, and, and maybe that sounds weird. It even sounds weird when I say it sometimes, right? Because I'm, I'm not... Um, I don't think i'm better than anybody it's certainly not that it's just when, when i when i want to learn something i just go do it that I, I go read about it i figure it out i play with it and, and i make it work and so i have just taken that approach to, to life here and it's it's i think that that ultimately i think it's curiosity that curiosity that drives me to, to find a better way to do things
0: yeah Does that make sense yeah absolutely and, and you use that curiosity now my friend to help maximize uh, a business, a businesses and helping them reach their fullest potential by building international teams and prototyping solutions. So I'm wondering if you can tell me all about the good work that you do.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. So I've I've spent probably the past 20 years in the technology, information technology space. Um, you know, across multiple multiple verticals, domains. Uh, you know, healthcare, government, finance, um, you know, manufacturing, uh, to name a few. And the, the problems in those, in those domains are different. The, the technologies are the same, which was kind of what was always curious. But it, then it becomes a, a, a matter of, you know, you have all these options. You have all this capability. You have all these companies that want to sell you things. You have all these solutions. But how do you put them together in the best way? And better yet, when you're, when you're going to put them t- together, right? When you Ultimately, what are you doing? You're solving a problem. Right, Kevin. So, what problem are we trying to solve? That problem varies, but the underlying problem seems to be pretty pretty fluid. And to, to really solve the underlying problems, we actually need people, right? Because no matter what we do, we're all we're all engaged with each other, right? It's it, and and you take this conversation, you could take it to any number of uh, conversations that you would have at work or with your family or with your friends or whoever it may be. And in order for us to to, to when, when I when I look at the the business process, when I look at uh, the problems, when I look at technology, again, you know, I, I again I see more opportunity, right? So, building the right team to 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 work and to run the technology and to deliver the technology to me became. The next evolution yeah it's easy to engineer a solution to, to fix a problem through engineering like theoretically right it's more difficult to actually own it run it and make it perform well for a long time and to do that we have to build r- really capable teams and I've had the great pleasure uh, Kevin of building these teams around the world um, you know with, with people from all, all types of backgrounds and all types of geographies and really be able to bring a lot of a lot of opportunity to a lot of people that wouldn't have it otherwise so for that I'm grateful.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I know that uh, mentoring is a big part of your passion and making sure that uh, you pass along the knowledge that you've learned along the way. So tell me about the importance of business mentoring and why it's so important to you.
1: Yeah, that, again, I think that's an excellent question, Kevin. So when I look back at my life... And see, see where I've come, right? I there, there were always people that were willing to help me. It, maybe it was friends, maybe it's family, uh, maybe it's people that I had just met uh, who who saw potential in me. And then I thought, what's what th- there's nothing greater, I think, that we can give to anybody uh, in life almost. <clears throat> A lot of people say time. we all we all share the same amount of time, right? So then I thought, what 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 might be greater than that? Right? What helped shape me? What what helped shape you? What helped shape everybody to, to be the best that they can be? That that's what we should, that's what that's what we should want in our society. That's what we should want as individuals and, and and as collectively. So any, you know, I I I've always enjoyed that thoroughly. And I can't, I can't even tell you why I enjoy it. But the the whole if I can teach someone what I know about anything, if it's technical, if it's about business. If it's about leadership, if it's about any any topic, anything that I know about, I I, I enjoy doing that. I, I thoroughly enjoy doing that, and to see people reach a level of potential that they couldn't even see for themselves, I think that, that that's even better, right? I don't know if you can relate to that or not, but I mean, it's certainly been a big impact for me. Yeah,
0: you know, Daniel, I always say that that your level of fulfillment will nat- naturally be fulfilled. Uh, pay it forward and really uh, find your moment of impact in life, right? So and then, uh, I'm curious to ask you about your definition of personal diversification. And what I mean by that is, how do you define being diversified and very nimble at work in order to experience? Uh, different things and really uh, broaden your knowledge base. So, what's your definition of uh, personal and professional diversification?
1: So, I, I think this is interesting, Kevin. I, I, I've thought about this a little bit in in recent times as I was reflecting back on on kind of my career path and and where where I've come. And, and a lot of that, it required me to, to be diverse in thinking. It required me to be diverse in the perhaps the risks that I was willing to take um, to, 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 to even try new things, right? Because I, I think what happens with a lot of people, in my perception, we get comfortable with something and we don't want to push the envelope. We don't want to perhaps learn something new because we're already comfortable with what we already know. So when I look at you know, my, my own professional diversification, I, you know, I started in one area of technology many, many years ago. And I've, I've touched almost every area of technology since then. And I, you know, as I look back at that, it's, it's been very important to me for my professional development. I wouldn't be where I am now if I didn't have a good grasp of how all of these things worked. Right. But I, I think it goes back to that original point about being very curious about what it is. So I think the curiosity was the driver for my own personal um, professional uh, diversity here and not not really locking myself <coughs> excuse me in, into <coughs> excuse me into one box. Right. And so I, I would encourage people to be more more professionally diverse, to be open to opportunity and and, and not, not not really think of the world as a set thing because it certainly isn't
0: yeah and, and you know uh, to that point i also wanted to ask you about diversity of perspective as you know daniel from doing your research on me i was born uh, with cerebral palsy and a uh, part of the reason that i am so successful is that i i try to maximize my influence and exposure to technology, so tell me, how, how do you think we can diversify technology to the point where uh, folks with disabilities can really maximize their fullest potential in terms of business and otherwise uh, professionally? I'm curious to get your answer that.
1: No, I, 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 I like that. Obviously, you share a very unique perspective with this, Kevin, given your condition. I, when I was growing up, I had a a good friend of mine, whose cousin suffered from the same ailment that you do, and I, and this was in the late '90s uh, when he was going through high school at the time, and it was very, very difficult for him uh, because we don't have the same access. And you know, I, I think about that too. It's because when you think about technology. I mean, he he was very severe. He had to move uh, with his tongue, like he could talk, but he couldn't do much else. Like he would use, move a mouse uh, that they had created, so he could play a video game with his eyes, right? With his tongue. So, and, and so what what did I get from that? He could play the game just as well as anybody else with that with with playing it with his eyes and with his tongue. So that's technology at play. So then you think about that. What does that mean? We're here, right? It doesn't matter if, if, if you physically can't run, you can still think, which means you can still contribute just as fully to any of this technological space or, or to a, a great number of things and share a very unique perspective with the rest of the world, right? So I think anything that we're doing to even be able to facilitate this conversation, to be able to help people live a, a fuller life, I think that's all great. That, that, that is the direction that we should be going in. Because we get again, we're trying to bring the best out of everybody. That's what we should be trying to do.
0: Yeah, just one follow-up in that regard. I wonder your thoughts on how uh, technology has really moved uh, the needle of progress forward in terms of inclusivity and really opening up doors to explore different career paths. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. I I, I think. So one of the one of the things that happened here with the pandemic that we can look back on is look how many people are are working remotely now. How many people are using uh, re- remote conferencing and and everything else to, to 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 meet with people in real time, just like you and I are right now, right? So I think some of the technology had been there, but it hadn't been quite adopted yet. And I think that it, it's things like this where we don't always have a A clear path, like yeah, you know, the technology. I guess what I'm saying here, Kevin, is that a lot of the technologies that we could be using to provide that extra inclusivity for people with disability or otherwise, a lot of it, there's a lot of options right now, and I think we just need to continue to adopt those options and and drive the development of 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 other technologies that would assist. But I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, if if the the way that I looked at it was, I mean, heck, there's no reason why you can't do a job from where you're sitting, right?
0: Yeah, I, you know, I really uh, think, as you uh, know, Daniel, that uh, technology is a real driver of inclusive employment. You know, uh, before I hosted this podcast, Daniel, I ran a uh, program here in Ontario called the Discoverability Network here in Windsor and Essex County, and it was an online job matching portal for individuals with disabilities and employers to get connected. So uh, it was an online uh, pl- platform that I I was the ambassador for about uh, 13 months, and during, at that time, we got 70 uh, individuals, or an internship, or a jobs lesbian. So I really think that uh, technology has been a real game changer in the, in the field of employment, and also in the field of uh, societal inclusion, as well. And Daniel, I I know that you originally started a podcast, buddy, called the All uh, Unknowing. So tell me about the podcast and the messages you're trying to deliver uh, through the platform, buddy.
1: Yeah, no, you're 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 right. I think it's kind of a good segue into that, Kevin. So I was actually injured um, pretty pretty severely last March. I had a um, class C spinal cord injury, and I lost all feeling in my entire body, hot, cold, pain, everything. Um, I still had most motor function, a little bit loss on the right side of my body. Uh, Since then, I've I've been recovering, but it's been a slow process. And this is the the first time I've really spoken about that publicly. The the, the net of that was I just kind of sat back and I looked at my life. There were plenty of things that I wanted to do and there were plenty of things that i hadn't done right and i thought to myself it's probably time to start taking action on things that i haven't done and part of part of what i've found is that when i look at society again when i look at all of us living together working together we should be trying to bring the best out of each other that that has to be the end goal of society if we want to thrive and we want to be well and so I had the idea. I said, you know what? I want to start a podcast. I called it the all unknowing. I called it the all unknowing because when you know something, you're kind of set in your ways. You, 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 you don't try to learn new ways anymore. You think that's the way. And maybe it worked for a time. Maybe it worked for, 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 for a particular time and place. Um, maybe it didn't. Maybe we just haven't pursued it. I don't know. I don't know why. That's uh, human nature, psychology, everything else in between. But the idea was to start discussing societal topics that, frankly, I think need to be discussed more openly. And to try to find a better way forward by exploring some of that unknown territory and being open to to, to new ideas, concepts, and change.
0: Yeah, that, that's part of the reason that I wanted to start this podcast, Daniel. You know, also often in, in, in the news cycle, Daniel, we're, we're confronted with only the most dire uh, yes. situation or dire. Circumstance. So I wanted to start this podcast uh, to sort of bridge the gap of unity that we uh, are currently experiencing. So I'll ask my next question this way: How do you think uh, we bridge that gap of societal unity, and what's your definition of societal?
1: I I like where you're, again, I, I really like where you're at here, Kevin. I think you got a, I think you got a good head on your shoulders here. So the, I'll, I'll, I'll take up the first one. So if I think about transformational societal change, right, it's, it's, it's not easy. I think, first of all, I mean, here we all find ourselves with, like you said on the news, Plenty of reasons why we can dislike each other, or plenty of things that we can get up in arms about, but we 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 stop focusing so much on all of the other things that are actually going well. So I think, for, for, first of all, I, I view the principally I view it as a problem of perception, right? Because with human nature, it, it seems like we're drawn to what's not working well, and we focus on that. But then I think sometimes when we focus on that, we lose sight of that big picture. Does that make sense, Kevin? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And when when we lose sight of that big picture, then I think we forget everything else that's actually going well. Like the fact that you and I can have this conversation, we're of vastly different backgrounds, certainly, right? We've lived vastly different life experiences, most likely. But we can still sit down and have a conversation. It doesn't matter what our political affiliation or beliefs are. It doesn't matter because we're still human beings. I think that's what's been lost. And I think that's that's the ultimate societal transformational change that I think needs to be happening around the world.
0: Yeah, and, uh, I, I'm curious to uh, just follow up by asking you about how do you think we get people to uh, sort of eliminate their attitudinal barriers long enough to sort of eliminate their 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 fixed stance on an issue in order, order to roll as a person. Because you you can have influences in your life, whether they are positive or negative, but at the end of the day, it's up to you to sort of make the decision on the direction of your life. So, how do you think we can challenge people's expect, uh, expectations?
1: I don't to throw it. It's a very interesting question. I think I think first they have to be willing, right? So we have to have willing participants. <clears throat> and if and I think it kind of ties back into what we were talking about a few minutes ago. Again, because if you think you know something, if you if you know with absolute that something is absolutely true, right? And then that, that's a tough barrier to break when we're having a conversation with somebody. I think the first step, Kevin, is to start having conversations with individuals and stop jumping on to a given ideology. Um, and, and, and again, start, start talking to people as human beings and start leading the, leading the lives that we want to see, be the change that we want to see, right? And I think that's the first step to the removal of the barriers As far as I'm concerned, societally, I mean, there, there, but this concept of 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 barriers in society is is an age old problem, right? I mean, even uh, in 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 India, there's a Hindu god uh, Ganesh, who is actually known as the remover of barriers. So they have a deity in their in their religious structure that's dedicated (laughs) essentially to the removal of uh, barriers. And I, I I thought that was also kind of interesting that. I I think it's something that's been there for a long time, but it's 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 this ebb and flow between conservatism, which is what's been working well, and liberalism, which is the change, the progressive change that we we think will work, and trying to find out where that unity is between those that we can pull each other forward. Right? It's it, it. But I ultimately, Kevin, I think it has to it has to start with the individual, right? Because we can't we can't have some no leader can tell us that we have to act a certain way right? Because we're all individuals, we're all human beings. We, I think we have to want and we have to show. And I think when we do that, people will follow.
0: It goes back to the angel adage that you can leave a horse to water, but they can't force it to drink,
1: right? hundred percent. hundred percent. I mean, you're, you're absolutely, absolutely right.
0: You know, of the last two uh, business questions I had for you is I know that you have people sort of transform their Business operations if they want to expand their business. So tell me, uh, Daniel, about some uh, goals that people should have if they want to expand uh, their business. Uh, what are your
1: thoughts? Yeah, so the the goals people should have, right? So I think. I think the first thing, Kevin, is to have a goal, right? Because if you, if you don't have any goals, then you, then you don't know... Well, you don't have anything to measure against. So first, you need a goal, right? And then two, you need to make sure that you can measure that goal. Because if you're not actually measuring yourself against it, then it's going to be very difficult for you to, to understand even where you're at, right? So first thing is a goal. Second thing is a way to measure it. Third is a plan, right? How are we going to get there, right? Hey, I want. I want to be a billionaire. Okay, that's great. How are you going to do that, right? So there's a lot of stuff to fill in between. And what I found is that there's typically a lot of opportunity around us if we change our slightly change our perception on what it is that we're trying to accomplish, right? So I, I have I have customers where they might say, "Hey, we're having a lot of problem with this, or this is taking us so much time, or we have you know whatever it may be," and I might say, "Look." we can get you specific resources that are highly skilled and trained on that. And then you can go from doing three of those a day to 30, right? So that helps them process more orders. So maybe it, maybe it's a, maybe it's a processing inefficiency, maybe it's a technology challenge, maybe it's a regulatory thing. So it's about analyzing that path to that goal and the, the individual steps that you're going to take, or that someone's going to take on your behalf to get you there. Yeah. That as, sense?
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, when people ask me that question daniel i i i tell them three steps what's the goal what's the time frame and what are your resources right 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 and, and then once you answer those three questions
1: yeah so at at that uh, at that particular venture, I'm serving as the Chief Technology Officer currently. And we're helping enrollment leaders at higher education universities uh, really uncover and lead their enrollment teams to find the best candidates for their university so that so that they're basically applying their time most efficiently as possible. And we're doing this through a, a, a complex system that we've designed uh, to really take all the complexity out of that. So we're using artificial intelligence and uh, a lot of other stuff in between to, to really make this available to our customers on a daily basis. So it allows them to see which resources they should be contacting, why they should be contacting them, right? Which potential students and, and how, how they need to engage them. And, and this is all, all, all aimed at driving uh, higher enrollment rates and, and, and yields for, for the individual universities. Basically, so it helps them spend their time and money, their time, the resources towards the goal of getting enrollments, right? So this is the solution for the particular problem. So not, not, not too different from what we just talked about, but this is the middle part there.
0: <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Everybody deserves a future, right?
1: Yeah, I, I, I think so, right? Absolutely. You yeah. should want to see that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and then I'm just uh, struggling back to something we talked about earlier. I'm curious to ask you: How you define fundamental progress uh, towards a more inclusive
1: future? Yeah. So again, I, I, I think I think we start along the same lines here, right? So one, we need some kind of goal, right? We need some way to measure it. And the progress has to be set from the individual, and, but we also need to be more active, right? I, th- I think as, as a collective, we need to be more active. Part of that's awareness, right? If we don't know about something, we can't fix it, right? So I think awareness is, is a big thing um, as far as that goes. I mean, you can see that through history, I believe, right? I mean if, if the problem if the problem sits under the rug all day, who, who's gonna fix it, right? We we have to lift the rug up and find it. And then then we can start moving forward. But you know, it, it it's not necessarily business related, but it's still human function, right? So again, we need a goal, we need a we we need a way to measure it, and we need a plan.
0: Yeah, and then my final question for you this afternoon it has to do with your own. A personal and professional life incident. How do you want
1: that to be defined? This is not something that I've ever thought of, actually, which might be uh, strange to some of your listeners. I don't know. But I, having not really thought about it, I, I think when I was younger, I, I wanted the, the one thought that I had from a young age was that I wanted to leave the world a better place than I found it. So I'm not sure in, in, in what forms, what all forms that will take, but it's certainly a, a motivational choice for the de- decisions that I make on a on, on a daily basis. So,
0: yeah, and just one follow up in terms of a life motto, but I'm curious if you have sort of uh, life principles or uh, uh, sort of non negotiables that you
1: live know, your no life. Mm, yeah. Well. I'd say inherently, I I will always do what I think is right. I don't I don't regard the consequences for my actions as the as the direction for the choice. And I I try to live in in, in a way that enables people to be the best versions of themselves, to draw the best out of the people around me. I, I think, and and it's not it's not always easy. But it's something that I think, I, I, I don't know, I just kind of was born this way, I think. Um, and I think I was on another podcast a few weeks ago, and they asked me a similar question. And I thought, what's the greatest thing that I value in, in life? And, and I said, creation. And, and 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 that comes in many forms. The ability to create in and of itself, for us to go and solve problems, for us to, to, to create solutions for problems, for us to... Um, May, may have people live better lives to, with less suffering, right? To to think about the world around us and the universe and everything that exists here and in between, you know, I, I I'm, I'm I'm grateful for the for the ability to exist, and I, I try to make the most of it.
0: Yes, indeed. You know, life is too short. I always think that uh, life is a grand adventure, and uh, we're we're all responsible for of maximizing our level of
1: influence, aren't we? No, we, we, we have to be because no one else controls our actions, right? This it's it's our life, right? It's it's no one else's and, and we have to we have to have that viewpoint or we're not gonna get anywhere.
0: Yeah, we only have
1: one life to live in. And tell me if people want to
0: get connected with the good work that you do, both personally or professionally, what's the best way they can do that, Brian?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I have a a website. It's theallunknowing.com. That's our podcast website. We post on there. The episodes are updated. And you can find me on Twitter and on LinkedIn uh, with uh, the name Daniel-R-Curtis. Well, Daniel, I have to tell
0: you that uh, uh, this conversation probably was the highlight of my weekend, and I really want to thank you for your in depth perspective on technology, life, and everything in between. And I want to thank you for engaging in conversation and for joining me this afternoon. It's most appreciated.
1: Kevin, it's, it's absolutely my pleasure. And I, I really thank you for having me on the show today. And I wish you the best of luck as you continue and, and pursue this journey in your life.